That's all I got. Alrighty. Did you hear that, Adway? I don't know if you did, but anyways, we're starting. Welcome to the Runaway Liquors Train, uh, whatever it's called, podcast. Back. Adway, we're a week late to the scene, but you know, uh, we can't help you late. Well, at least I can't help you late. Uh, so, of course, Andrew Juke, uh, league hero, and uh, one of the people's favorites, Chris Adway. Welcome aboard, man, and welcome back to the airwaves. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to hear uh, the muffled sounds of a clip from uh, Nutty Professor <laughs> on the other end. And uh, it's good to have fantasy football back, man. I hope we all win like J.D. <laughs> wants us to. Yes, J.D. always wants us to all win. And I feel like, <laughs> Attaway, we definitely had some strong performances, some Herculean performances if we want to start rolling into you know where there is no outline and there is no structure to this so we can go week one if you want to also can go another avenue uh but we had some big time stuff week one uh but if we want to set the scene out of way let's go chronologically i'm just gonna throw exactly what i tried to set up myself out the window and as you can see mm. 90 seconds into this this is gonna be kind of the thesis of this season-long operation Adway, you were of course were there in person the uh what was hopefully going to, or what Sharpless hoped was going to be more of a Seattle Six, I guess, turned into the Smyrna Six. Was it six uh, out there in person? Uh, five. We had a minority draft this year. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so set the scene. So obviously you guys had a lot going on. Let's take it from the block. We'll give everybody a recap because, like you said, most of the people were not there. So take us back. I guess highlights of the weekend leading up to the draft, and then obviously most of us know Friday. Um, we were all in the house um, in some form or another, um, and so yeah, kind of set the scene for us. What's the mindset? What's the focus of the people? Helter skelter or off season? Where do we stand out there with the uh, the, Smyr the Smyrna Cinco, if you will? Ooh, ooh I like that. Um, man, I mean there was a lot. There was a lot that happened. Um, it was a good weekend. It's a shame everybody couldn't be there, but, you know, understandable. We uh, we rolled in Wednesday night, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, everybody, we were drinking mangaritas and playing Shrek 2 on GameCube, which, you know, I realized why I don't drink mangaritas anymore. They <laughs> taste artificial and disgusting. Uh, so basically you can't hang? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're too strong. Um <laughs> But, uh, you know, that was one of the things that Seth demanded was that uh, for his bachelor party, I needed to bring my GameCube and Shrek 2. <laughs> um, <laughs> there have been many, um, many worse requests over the history of weddings, <laughs> bachelor parties, and other things. Many worse yeah. requests made um, from from the man, the man of oh, valor in the wedding. That's true. That's true. I thought you were going to say there have just been many worse things that have come out of Seth's mouth. That, <laughs> well, that's, that's also that's true. true as well. Nobody Every listening. Single day. Yeah. <laughs> to all our listeners out there, well, thank you for tuning in, of course, the uh, the large numbers that, of course, we always draw. Um, and we, we actually did pick up a sponsored segment here at Adaway, so I'm, I'm ready to plug our sponsors when the time comes. But, yeah, I think every all one of the listeners can uh, can say, even Seth himself, who – will, of course, disgruntledly listen to this podcast 
in order to cast judgment. Because uh, from the ivory tower of the commissioner's office, everything looks like dog crap and garbage. Was that our sponsor? What's it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying I was saying to all of our that listeners, was, and because of this, that was the wine, longest free plug ever. <laughs> no, they were, I didn't drop the sponsor yet. I was just saying because of this large listing audience, we were able to secure a sponsor, yeah. which will be plugged later. But I'm excited to get oh. to that sponsored segment, is what I'm oh. saying. And so four okay. and a half minutes in, Attaway, we are in mid-season form. But yes, back to the Shrek two. Because that's something, uh, it's a staple. Obviously, I have my own personal stake in you. I hear, correct me if I'm wrong, Adewa, you are part of a national, potentially world record involving Shrek 2. Take us a little into that. Oh, yes, yeah. Um, a little self-plug there, too. Shout out. You were a part of that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the, the team MVT, big, big trust over here. Um, <laughs> carrying the load uh yeah no we uh we looked up um after several times playing a drinking game with that game and it's just getting worse and worse keep going turning a five hour five hour game into a 15 hour game better and better um, right away i uh see the glass half full but continue i no i agree it, it was very fun um <laughs> I mean, but, when, uh, when Zach's the fairy, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> the fairy can't fall. <laughs> um, so, 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 yeah, we, you know, Carson looked it up, and there were speedrun records for people doing it individually, but there were no speedrun records for four people playing the game at the same time. <laughs> and the reason for that is because it's uh, hella annoying <laughs> to try because some people can go in one direction of the screen and pull the others in one direction. And, mm -hmm. you know, when they're trying to go the right way. Um, so we, we, we technically have the world record for four at the same time. Although honestly, probably not. Mm -hmm. We're just the only ones to mention it. I'm sure that, you know, there's a group of seven year olds 15 years ago that played that game mm -hmm. all together in half the time that we beat it. But, you know, we recorded it and we put it on Twitch, and that's what really matters. So uh, we have the record. Who is that? Me, you, Carson, and J Bum. Yes, indeed, yeah. indeed. Yeah, unfortunately, of course, Twitch. I did not realize this. Um, I mean, it makes sense, kind of big picture. But they only keep videos posted for two weeks, unless you have an account oh, yeah. or you purposefully save it. Those videos get wiped. Yeah. So unless Carson Oof. is able to archive it or something crazy, then. That proof of completion is all but gone. But we know, Adway, and I think that's yeah. true merit. We weren't doing it for everybody else. We were doing it for the boys. And that's, that's what it true. essentially comes down to. You got to have yourself a good team, both in reality and in fantasy, Adway. And that's basically what it boils down to for me. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, I, I remember realizing that Twitch deleted it and we didn't know why. That's why you got to put that kind of stuff on OnlyFans, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, and that's what, um, you know, feel free to plug into the WhatsApp if anybody in the league does have an account um, to uh, put that in so we could start putting some exclusive content up. Maybe that's the avenue, Attaway, that we will be able to punch in uh, to the video portion content, of course, just coming through uh, here audioly, but that may be our next step. Uh, so we want to keep those doors open. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I really like the idea of an OnlyFans where <laughs> everything that's on there is just Shrek uh, speedrun <laughs> content or just, you know, nonsense like that. Um, I wonder if people actually do that. I don't know anything that's actually on there. I, I think it's just what it's just girls trying to get guys to pay money. I don't. Yeah, I've... I don't. We, we, I think so. Um, from what it sounds like, it's that kind of chat room. But then I think it's also like, like a private session or like basically like a, uh, I would say a lap dance. That's not what I'm going for. But like a virtual. Yeah, you know, but like but that. I think it it legitimately is like a private pornography session is what I think it is. Um, yeah. Based on how it's described, but. Who knows, man? But I think, of course, it's about exclusivity. And, I mean, the league has some great exclusive content, and that is not necessarily PG, PG-13, or even R. But uh, I think there's some great exclusive league content there for sure. So, uh, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'm a little, I'm a little confused as to where that went. What are, what are we seeing? We're seeing if we're gonna create a pornographic. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> channel just for the league. Well, I'm not trying to establish that. I don't know what's your motive. Exactly. It's a very, it's a very ominous. We'll see. <laughs> I'm just we'll get saying. the lawyers involved. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have your people call my people. Um, no, I was kind of going for a feeling of, because you were saying we need an avenue to get the video involved, and so that's why I was saying if anybody had an account for a video platform, and then you brought the 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 OnlyFans or the fans only whatever it's called, and then so I was saying we set up a channel that we all have access to. That was kind of my angle. Uh, yeah, I was definitely not, um, kind of lobbying for a. <laughs> 12, 12 <laughs> well, dude uh pornographic uh interior uh situation going however that would look <laughs> that, uh, it's, that it's, is not my just, goal here <laughs> if it's just us i'm okay with it i'm sure we could merge it with an account that somebody already has like clayton's candy review account or something like that uh, i'm sure he's got some deviant nonsense like that already up there or yeah i'm convinced that sharpless does have um some kind of log going he just won't make it public um and so i'm definitely oh, convinced yeah. that that exists uh which you yeah, should because I, I, I and i keep trying to hype him up and i continue to ask for league support in supporting sharpless of his dreams but i think that would be thoroughly enjoyable um and i think he wants to get to the pros that way but you gotta have baby steps um first man you gotta you gotta take some lumps you gotta build it and uh you gotta start somewhere yeah i i really like the idea of his mr feast blog because <laughs> um, i mean that's one thing he always goes off about and that's one thing you have to channel your passions you have to be real and i think sharpless can very simply go after that but i mean hey so I fully support you, Chris Sharpless. I know you're listening, um, whatever time it may be, in Seattle um, or Denver. Who cares what time it yeah. is in Seattle? Uh, they are in Denver now in the uh, the gross Sharpless manner, of course. For those of you who don't know, Attaway, one thing that we said we wanted to talk about, we're trying to expand, open the books, if you will, of course, on all league activities. So we know there's a lot of things going on and a lot of things that fly under the radar and you know that a small segment of the group may clearly understand, uh, but that is one thing. If you guys are not clear, Sharpless and Gross are actively sharing one giant house. So both of their families 
are completely in the house um, somewhere in the greater Denver area. Is is that a that's a short term thing? I thought they were they were going to be right next to each other. I didn't, I wasn't aware of the the giant house. Yeah, situation. that's but, just a pipe dream. That was that's kind of a sidebar I had. That's not actually reality. Um, yeah, they're, oh, like several houses. Was, okay. <laughs> they're, getting, they're getting houses built next to each other, but currently they do right. not live next to each other. Yeah, it's still in the process. Okay. okay, it's just a kind of a reality I'm trying to perpetrate. Perpetrate is that the right word? Perpetuate. Per... Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, I, yeah, perpetuate, yeah, yeah. That's a reality I'm trying to get rolling. You know, I've kind of already convinced myself. So if I feel like I continue to say it, especially for the fringes of the league, um, as far as the ones that pop in in the group chat, like when Cody comes in, Cody <laughs> participates about once every six weeks in the group chat. Um, some good insight though. So it's almost it's it's quite the dagger. When people like Cody uh, pop in, or when Nick pop in, um, you yeah. got you got to value those responses because there's a lot of quality from a or there's a lot of quantity from a very small segment, um, and most of those people are named Chris, Seth, and Jute that are participating in the group chat. Both Chris's, um, and then of course uh, the commissioner and the steward, respectively. Even as I scroll back through here, that is almost all the names. Owen is probably oh, the, the fifth yeah, most Owen participant. Um, Gross pops up in here every now and then. But, yeah, Cody had yeah. one. He just said, boom, roasted. I forget what the context was, but it was hilarious. It was perfect. Um, um, Nick Nick is a lurker. Gross is definitely a lurker <laughs> in, in all aspects. Um, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, that's one thing that we're continuing to try. Like we said, we continue to try to open the books too for all those listening. As we know, all eleven or ten other league members will be tuning in to this at some point before they kick off their fantasy week, or maybe during their fantasy week, they like to watch the games on silent and listen to us uh, get them psyched for the week. But uh, who knows? I'm not gonna tell people how to enjoy things, but we I want to fill I like people in. Sometimes though, we want to fill fill it in. You said you would yeah, sometimes. Man. Sorry, I, I I I like to tell people how to enjoy things sometimes. Personally, but, uh... you will do this as well. <laughs> uh, you gotta you gotta drink the chocolate wine out of a champagne glass. You can't drink it out of a plastic solo cup. Of course, it's gonna suck. You gotta take at least two or three sips before you realize it's not good. Gotta get a couple tries. It's a tradition. I write a passage, if you will, that way. I write a passage. So, anyways, we got derailed from the timeline. We were talking about you, new the Smyrna Cinco, um, as far as the boys leading up to the draft. What's the tone? Because we know a lot of shenanigans draft day weekends, um, and it really kind of sets the scene for the draft. We've seen uh, uh some pretty hilarious mistakes, um, and some pretty big successes as people can wear each other down in person, a rare opportunity um, to put the screws down to someone or to coerce them into the corner and talk them over to the dark side out of way. Any of those shouldn't get in against? That is a good point. And that's, I mean, I think pretty much everybody for the most part wants to come to the draft. And, but it is, you know, kind of a good idea to have a little PSA 
for the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a Save the Clock Tower petition in Back to the Future. You ever see those movies, man? I've been rewatching them. Yes, I love the Back to the Future <laughs> movies. <laughs> you, you, I've just, you've asked me that question about it 10 dozen times. Um, Classic. I have been rewatching them, though. Uh, anyway, the, the draft, though, this year was pretty fun. You know, we were. Uh, Hanging out, we uh, there was a minority of guys there that were Seth's high school friends. Well, not even a minority; it was about equal. But mm-hmm. there's a while where there were fewer of them, and you know we were kind of teaching them the ways that we do things and mm-hmm. talking to them about Seth and whatnot, Set and the uh, showing them our favorite kids' pop songs, and um, you know talking about weird stuff. And uh, anyway, you know. Friday was more well, so that was Wednesday night. We played Shrek. So I don't even remember what we did. We grilled out. We chilled out. We did whatever. We went to the beach. Uh, Friday we went on the boat. Went deep sea fishing. Caught some big ones. That was pretty fun. Um, pretty pretty wild, man. I mean, uh, I remember being out there for about forty five seconds, and I was like, man, this is gonna suck. And then I caught like a thirty pound fish. Thirty seconds after that, but um, good stuff, good stuff. Um, and then we we did the draft Friday night. Yeah, that that was a whole thing. A lot of confusion, which is (laughs) obviously why it's easier to have more people there than not. But uh, I guess we were confused. You didn't think you could do draft Friday night, and Mm -hmm. then we were like, well, who's better? You know, can we get more people on Saturday morning or Friday night? Like. Mm -hmm. Because that's know, always it's, the goal, it's, it's, big picture. Yeah, it's about the numbers, and it's also about who's responding. Because it goes to being like, we could get more numbers Friday night. We might have to do that. But, you know, Jordy and Marty weren't, like, responding right away. So it's kind of up in the air. And then we kind of had bone days uh, because <laughs> of that. Uh, it was just a pretty, pretty funny scenario in the whole way that we were – texting him and then <laughs> and then he was going to come to the draft physically which we didn't realize and then we gave him the option we're like you know we're totally willing to wait 45 minutes for you to come to be here physically that's fine and his response was we'll just do it at 10 <laughs> so you know the, the quiet part was so i don't have to come goons. <laughs> um, sometimes bigger unsaid than what is actually said the lack of what is said yeah, <laughs> Dave, Dave dodges the draft. Yeah, yeah, draft dodger for sure. Oh, um, oh my gosh! Breaking news. Adway, I almost forgot the whole one of the things going into this podcast. It's it's almost eleven, and I have not picked up a defense. So I'm going to pick up a oh, defense man. live. It is now ten fifty eight. So I'm on the clock. I'm going to make a total rash decision here um i think cowboys cowboys would not be a good option against atlanta i don't like the seahawks uh in new england with that whole cam situation eagles uh they were kind of made a fool um and still scored seven points they're going against the rams i wasn't really convinced of the rams i know the rams can go off um so i'm gonna go ahead and do eagles as my first bid out away i'm gonna go one dollar bid here um, no, 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 no. Do not drop anybody. I have... What about the reverse of that? You don't trust the Rams defense. What's that? You don't trust the Rams defense. Um, oh, because it's the Eagles defense that I was picking up. 
Right. I'm just saying, what about the reverse of that? Because the Rams are there. Oh, uh, they're available too? Yeah, I'm thinking about picking yeah. them up. i got to get back to the players. They're like one of the few options. Um, I was that's, it, that's kind of a toss-up because it's like Washington's defense played well against the Eagles. Right. Is Washington's defense actually any good? Like, Yeah. So you try to figure out, like, which one is – is it is – it, uh, you know – correlation or causation i guess but plus right. I, I suck I, at doing defenses anyway so it doesn't really matter yeah. i'm gonna try to get a third bid in here um before things close so i got eagles and rams um on my slate right now broncos is an option i don't want to do that i don't want to do colts against minnesota uh browns they already played i don't want to do lions i don't want to do packers definitely don't want to do jets can't do cleveland texans against baltimore <laughs> I mean, uh, and it's 11 plus, so I think I've lost the time. Waivers had probably cleared. Um, so no love for that Jags defense, man. Where are they down? Oh, they're they're the second to last one. I didn't even get that low on the list. Is such a such a rash uh, decision being made here? Okay, so let's check it out. Keeping the keeping the jag right in the pocket tonight, dude. I do. I think I do lead the league in Jaguars players rostered though. So uh, no love held back. I got my first bid. The Eagles successfully obtained and started. So a successful well, trip, by the way. So thank you. Appreciate the interruption, um, but I had to hijack those three minutes um, to get a little, get a little, uh, get a little uh, defensive pickup live. Not all my waiver uh, choices are like that. No, though it may seem that way. Um, a lot of the things, a lot of how things go. But um, yeah, sorry. Uh, I don't. Knew, I do not remember where we were at all. Uh, so we were talking about oh timeline of the draft. Uh, we were talking about yeah. uh, scheduling that and um, how that's going. Blah 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 blah. And Dave's situation Friday night. You were kind of in that mindset. Yeah. So um, so, but it all worked out. You know, it was it was an official draft. It's kind of weird mm-hmm. at the location. Um, have some years we've been used to having seven plus. I mean, I think we had ten in nashville yeah nashville was a good one nashville was a really good one and i think we had nine in seattle so you know 10 to 9 to 5 is a little different plus the fact that our internet was so so (laughs) at best yeah and we had we had like three or four dudes you know like 15 feet away watching tv super loud and um and we only had one mic so like you know we we couldn't really interact the way that we usually would with everybody else or with each other so it's just kind of more subdued um not a typical year but you know all good um you know things that fundamentally changed the draft came kind of after especially like we the day of the wedding of the century we were uh watching norbit on uh, tv and for those of you who've never seen Norbit, I have never seen Norbit, but it's Eddie Murphy at his best playing three different characters. He plays a, a shy black man who's married to uh, a, a morbidly, or as you and I were saying before the pod, morbidly obese woman um, <laughs> named, named Rasputia. And uh, 
and then he plays an old Asian man who I honestly saw for about two seconds. I missed a lot of that part of it. I didn't see the whole movie. But um, anyway, absurd movie, absurd movie. But it's one of those things that, like, it's it's critically hated. Like, if you look up reviews in orbit, you look up, you know, Metacritic, IMDb, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's probably got a max, like, three stars. Mm-hmm. But, you know... I'd be lying if I said when I was watching it that I did not laugh. Like, <laughs> and Clayton, Owen, Nick, we all laughed at various different parts. And there, one of the, one of the Seth buddies was like, that we didn't know was sitting there. He's like, I can't believe you guys are watching this. And then something <laughs> happened five seconds later, and he burst out laughing. And ironically, it was none none of the rest of us were laughing. So we were like, dude, what a freak! We're like <laughs> judging him hardcore. Judgment um, passed. Yeah, and part of it was like he didn't really get us yet. Um, yeah, we're, we're would you some strange would you rather's the night before, and he was not having it. That's we're always like, a good one. Yeah, uh, we were watching Orbit and like Terry Crews, and there's two other big black guys that are in the movie, and they're sitting there, and I was like jokingly, uh, you know. Eddie Murphy plays all these guys, right? And the dude's like, "Are you serious, man? Like, you think all black people like?" I'm like. In my mind, I'm like, no, that's the joke, but I don't want to explain that. Uh, anyway, but Norbit, his, hysterical movie. Um, would you recommend Eddie Murphy it? Plays. I would recommend it for sure, especially How if you like uh, Nutty Professor and or Nutty Professor 2, <laughs> The Clumps. Um, it, it, it's pretty good. It's got a lot of that same ridiculous humor. Uh, Murphy is Respucia, giant morbidly obese black woman is hilarious mm-hmm. she crashes uh through a wall after <laughs> after going down a water park slide she, uh, there's this uh, absolutely absurd ending scene um which is the uh the, you know i don't want to spoil it but it's the title for owen's team name this year if you don't understand it you haven't seen norbit you don't know norbit and uh, <laughs> you don't know Norbit. <laughs> you gotta get on that because when i saw owen's team name i i, I laughed pretty hard <laughs> it, was, it was good and uh and 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 owen also i have to give him a shout out he he was the one who, who coined my team name this year i think it was the first time in a while i had him coined my own team name but mm-hmm. it was just too good and i asked him for permission to use it so he he coined my two, two of my three new favorite team names. <laughs> I, I will have to say I do like yours, Brandon's balls, and I think that's it in terms of two, you know, team names. So those are my three favorites. Everybody, yeah, I mean everybody else is exactly the same, so it doesn't really, uh, except for uh, oh no, Marty's the Corona Cruisers now. Oh, that is true. That's true. Marty uh, changes, yeah. which I like uh, because that is a real life experience. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Outside of that, I think those are the only four changes. Yeah, I did like the coach, um, and of course doing deliveries in uh, grocery stores very regularly these days. <laughs> and coach <laughs> is always on the sidelines, man. Every single frozen section, he's ready to go. I like that, <laughs> and you know he's got some devious, devious thoughts hiding behind that grin. But uh, so yes, do. Very appreciate that for sure. Yeah, it, I, I'm touching on teammates. Well, first off, Coach, I would say Coach um, and Bluebell, it, you know, MVP for still using Coach 
on their packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, cancel culture, this coach, hashtag not my coach. Um, mm-hmm. That never got off the ground, thankfully. Thank you, Bluebell. Uh, I would say Coach has fundamentally changed the way I view this league because he's just so funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and on team names, uh, Gross has got to pick it up, man. I mean, he doesn't even live in Seattle anymore. Yes, yeah, And true. he doesn't have a team image anymore. So it's just, you know, he's slitting the, the ball. He's dropping the ball all over the place, man. Yeah, because he used to have that. It was either a screenshot or a GIF, GIF, I still don't know how to say it, um, of Tom Hanks. But right. the, the updated, the villainous ESPN hosting site, uh, for many reasons, um, has not allowed his crossover. And I don't think he would know if you asked him. Um, yeah. So if Gross happens yeah. to make it to the 28-minute, uh, 43-second uh, mark, he will be uh, informed that he does not indeed have a team image. Uh, yeah, never been a fan. Of course, we know where we stand um, if we want to kind of talk about it. Um, add away while we get into it. Let's set the scene as far as the table. Obviously, two coaches, one bar. Dynamite. Love the image. <laughs> Uh, um, so we'll go down, we'll go down to the other side, uh, keep on rolling down our division. Waffle House Heroes, you know, it's classic Nick, fits the, uh, fits the build there. Um, Jordy with a, a dated, uh, softest balls in the league, Tom Brady reference. Seth with an, with a classic that I still, that's probably the name that's been around the longest that I appreciate the most. Just kind of the allure and the, uh that it carries and also the day he created that team profile picture is kind of shrouded in um a very hilarious um historical piece which i can appreciate um that we can get into now or later um legendary freak out yeah 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 Yeah, so that is to be revisited so we can put a bookmark maybe for later tonight out away or you know some other time down the season if we decide to host seth and have him come aboard with us maybe a topic of discussion um, going down yeah. further, uh, Pike plays rubbing tugs for Cody. <laughs> Just a, uh, of course, last yeah. year, but an absolute I, gem that I'm, I yeah. still <laughs> laugh about and chuckle about. Uh, Cody and I were loosely talking trades the other day, and I clicked on his team name, and I still laugh about it over a year after the fact. Yeah, I think he maybe maybe he's settling into that as a long term play. Maybe he's. Um, Maybe he's just forgotten. He seems to be somebody who tends to just switch it up year to year. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if, he's, if you feel like he's found a gem, then, uh, you know, good for him. I mean, I, I, will, I will allow it. <laughs> Permission granted. <laughs> Very good. So we'll continue to roll down here on the setup. Uh, of course, Brandon's balls. Um, mine, <laughs> add away. I think you can kind of set the scene up a little better. Uh, than I can, but before we escape it here, uh, talking about Cody's name, uh, Park Place Rubbing Tugs, I've got some audio I'd like to plug in for that. Oh. So stand by. Oh, little delay here. Okay, so <laughs> that wasn't quite is what I thought it would be, but uh, those were some howling wolves 
of course, oh. um, to contextualize that, of course, the homeless man that was howling like a wolf when those uh, when that guy was getting a hand job at the park in Seattle. Um, of course, Agent I thought Grimm, that was I thought that was a whistle tip. Yeah, um, it sounded like car. that. It was a yeah. lot higher than I anticipated. Uh, but of course, yeah. that's the it's just for decoration, man. <laughs> that's just, that's, that's all. all. <laughs> you know how that goes. Uh, so we'll go to the other division. Uh, see what we got going on there. Obviously, Dave's a terrible name that he relishes and i think and i kind of understand Attaway that he relishes the fact that it is greeted with such disdain and i think he wears that almost as a badge of honor so i think dave has doubled tripled quadrupled and now whatever the number is for year nine i think dave has doubled down that many times and i think he's locking yeah. it in uh, Attaway, yeah. unless, unless we get significant change, I'm not convinced um, that Dave, the current owner of this team, uh, while he's alive, will change his team name. I don't. I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I've never really been a fan. I guess you have to respect the dedication to some extent, but uh, you know, I think he back in 2012 just went on uh, Google, maybe perhaps Bing or Yahoo, not even Google, and looked up, yes, you know, ter- terrible crossover puns <laughs> no one likes, and oh. went with <laughs> the third fourth one he saw. Yeah, Google search. Hold up, I go, I go into, I go into Google, like, least funny fantasy football names of all time. With making minimal <laughs> effort, number one search result: <laughs> Dave's current D-Day. Brad, Brad Shawshank Redemption. He, uh, I was kind of disappointed. There wasn't a lot of feedback, or it wasn't met with some enthusiasm. And perhaps my realistic, or excuse me, and perhaps my expectations were a little unrealistic. But evidently, Terry Bradshaw has a Kardashians-esque reality show where they just follow his family uh. around. I forget what it's called, but I think it's oh, something okay. Terry. And so I said it to Dave, and he was just like, oh, that's cool, or that's funny. But I, I was kind of hoping for more. I don't know really what I was expecting out of that, but. He might yeah. not have gotten a connection even. I, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Anyway, so, I mean, our feelings I thought made. Chris, Chris, when you went with the Kardashian, I, I forgot about the reality show. I thought mm. you were just going to say Terry Bradshaw has blood implants. <laughs> uh, there you go. Perhaps something to reveal at or during the show. I can't say. Well, yeah. No, yeah, maybe so. Maybe that's a reason to uh, to tune, tune in. in. But you know, and that's a whole other podcast, man. Nick and I were discussing that, but we were, you know, <laughs> how do butt implants work? And we didn't really get very far, and neither one of us looked it up. So, but you know, we'll have to do our research and get back to the, the lead on that one because I know that everybody's curious. For sure, for sure. And yeah, Seth has queued this up to um, this new site he said that he uses for podcasts called Anchor. Um, and mm. so we're going to be, I'm going to be trying this out. And we're going to be utilizing that. Evidently, there are, it's like a no rules situation out of the way, which you know I can appreciate. Oh, uh, that's Anchor, no rules. That's good because I barely know her. Um. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> team name. Team. Audible dev. <laughs> <laughs> team name. 
So, yeah. But, um, yeah, so we're going to be more long-winded than ever. And so that to say, if there are some auxiliary or some spinoff podcasts, um, we do have a location that we would be able to house those if desired um, to, of course, get the large listening audience involved in those new startup podcasts that we already have with the Runaway Liquor Train broadcast. Um, yeah, we, we're, we're looking for a lot of listeners. We, we are not limiting this to only fans. Anybody, even people that hate us, listen to this. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're trying to get those numbers up. Adaway, you know, and I know, that we love our haters, man. So, um, <laughs> haters <laughs> are motivators. Um, so there you go. There you go. Dude, you, you love your haters just like OBJ, man? <laughs> like, uh, even people trying to dump on him, he turns into a positive. <laughs> there you go. Take him to Brown Town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the latest developments in the WhatsApp chat. Yeah, I like the, um, as we go off on a side out of way, um, just talking about the WhatsApp, I really appreciate the input. Um, I think being in a more accessible medium uh, than the Facebook group, of course, you know, there's still open Facebook group, but I feel like we get a lot more participation and more timely responses in the WhatsApp. Um, so I'm really enjoying that the majority of the league at least looks at it. Yeah. Yeah, I you know we haven't posted on the Facebook group in a while. I still enjoy the Facebook group, but the WhatsApp is nice to have that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, an immediate feedback. Although sometimes it does get to be a bit much for noties, man. <laughs> but of course, you can't turn those off. <laughs> if I ever do, it's like I forget, and then I'm, you know, all of a sudden a month or two behind on everything. That's Which, what I'm saying. That's why you can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't win with them. So it goes. Um, so, so is that? Or, 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 do we still have names that we are going over? We got five more. Are okay, we, like we said, we talked about Corona oh, yeah. Cruisers. Like it, obviously Marty with the personal tie-in. For those not aware, Marty <laughs> was uh, in a situation where he was stranded out in the Pacific on his boat, but there was some kind of outbreak. And long story short, he had like a real legitimate quarantine that he could not leave his hotel room, and it sounded like an absolute brutal scenario. Uh, Marty seems to be laughing about it now, at least at the draft when he tuned in, um, and the name suggests that as well. Uh, so I appreciate the making light of a hardship uh, that Marty's doing. I can appreciate a self-rip there uh, of sorts, and uh, timely, topical. And um, when we look back at this 20 years from now, um, it'll be a great addition, and I think a good nugget, a re- reminder um, of of the year that is 2020 Attaway. So I think it'll be a good place marker that we can look back as we uh, try to determine a ninth champion. And then uh, depending where Marty stands in the standings, we'll be able to remember, man. We'll be able to remember what's up. Amen. But uh, so I like uh, that, and I, I think you shared a little bit. But feel free to take a board if you uh, have any more feelings on the the Corona Cruisers. Uh, no, that was a lot to take in. That got a little bit more sentimental than I than I saw coming. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember having any of the thoughts on that one. Uh, good, good stuff, Marty. Way to keep on top of it. You picturing your name? Uh, there you I'm go. digging it. <laughs> Marty gets in there. Marty gets in there. Of course, uh, <laughs> t- 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 <laughs> <Not> said. 
talk about a uh, kind of the opposite of change. Um, Chris Sharpless, of course, next on the list. The Andrew Jupe, same profile picture and team name another, since 2012. This is another OG name uh, for Sharpless. Another classic. Another classic. I can respect it. And, of course, looping it in back to the WhatsApp uh, Attaway as we continue to peel back the blindfold. Uh, there was a little confusion of role play and communication, um, and it, it really plays into this new multiverse theory that's going on in the WhatsApp that's kind of an underlying background narrative uh, that we have developing. Of course, Chris Sharpless being myself and myself being Chris Sharpless. Um, when people are talking trades and negotiations, um, I don't know if anybody's picked up in this, but I will go back to previous conversations that Chris Sharpless and I have had, and I will copy and paste um, dialogue that Sharpless has sent to me, um, change a couple words and some verbs to try to get it to match and update it to the topic at hand. Um, but that's playing into the whole narrative of when I pretend to be Chris Sharpless um, and thus creating this multiverse that Sharpless was talking about, uh, or you were talking about, but then he was focusing on the Spider-Man aspect of it. Basically a situation where there are multiple versions of all of us, and in one of the multiverse crossover, Sharpless and I have switched roles and have been brought back in. And so now we're both existing in both roles currently here in the timeline that we're able to comprehend in 2020 is kind of the short piece that I have on that. Adway, I don't know if you can expand on that at all, but that's kind of the encapsulation as I understand it. Uh, it's, it's very confusing. Um, <laughs> if the, I mean, I, I like to assume that the butterfly effect is real mm -hmm. and, you keep going back in time and spinning off new universes, mm -hmm. but in each one, you have still uh, missed the playoffs for whatever that five years, six years, whatever that was in a row. <laughs> yes, sir. You mean a record holding uh, five year stretch, Attaway? A record that is going to be very hard to beat. Um, which you did, you did. You did break the streak last year, so maybe you you managed to go back in time and get it right, so that you know the the, the future style photograph where the, the the Marty's disappearing, not not our Marty, obviously, but uh, Marty McFly. True. You know, maybe you finally fixed that and got in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. um, I you know we'll see. The, the multiverse is, is very confusing. I'm I'm confused as to when. Uh, you know, I start becoming someone else, and someone else starts becoming me, or what the next uh, mix-up is. So we'll, we'll see. Perhaps it's already happened, and you're so deep in your new character, you, you have a failure to realize contextually that you are kind of a parasite inhabiting someone else's timeline. Um, or perhaps you truly haven't had that happen. So we'll be sure to keep posted. And anybody with any multiverse theories... Um, we would love to hear some input, and as we try to get around to the majority of the league this season, Adway, I'd like to do some more of those. For the record, uh, wrote people in. Uh, I don't want to have them in for the whole the whole podcast. Um, you know, or maybe we will. Who knows? But uh, I remember we started to do that a little bit and kind of rope some people in. I'd like to get some league yeah. input, and this is one of the kind of the the things that we're going to check up on people because uh, everybody's got their personalized issues, but this is what I want to hear from the majority of the league. If we could set it up, um, let's schedule a week for you to do it. Um, if it works with that way and I, and we can get it going, but multiverse theory is definitely something I want to discuss with everybody. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, and just the last 
on that. I, I, I really like Freaky Friday scenarios, and uh, I would like building into that one, maybe tossing some around at some point. Maybe having a whole Freaky Friday episode where we imagine if we swapped bodies for a day with each different member of the league. Wow. What's the best way we could ruin their life in a way that doesn't actually ruin their life? You know, just doing weird stuff that kind of harms their reputation in a funny way or something like that. You know, just a little brain teaser. Yeah, I think that's um, doable, Attaway. Halloween is on a Saturday this year. <laughs> um, we could do a little Halloween recording, maybe a little Freaky Friday special. Um, and then maybe we that. get to get a couple guests. We could we could blow it up, do a big version of things. But I'm, I'm liking we, where this is headed. We definitely can get Clayton. Uh, after Halloween, he's going to be <laughs> out of commission for a couple days for a little candy coma. But, yeah, we'll work around that. Yeah, of course. Of course. And we can always pre-record it, add away, and throw it in here. We can just cut and paste. Um, it doesn't have to make sense, uh, but we can make that happen if we if we get it during I, the week. I, I tend to like it when it don't make sense. <laughs> I like it when it don't make sense. <laughs> of course, once again, opening the books, uh, a great line from JBL, uh, Jonathan Blakely. Um <laughs> just he was a weird dude and uh that was one of his rationales um dude that doesn't make any sense <laughs> i like it when it don't make sense so it's a classic it's a good motto it's a classic very j-bone-esque from jbl yeah or maybe the bone takes after um jbl but i mean that's a potential conversation for another day as well it's a whole chicken and egg scenario right yeah, there man it's true it's true. Or maybe that also kind of supports this multiverse theory. Um, perhaps there's a timeline of some kind of J-Bone, JBL crossover. Because um, they both kind of seemed... I feel like J-Bone didn't really peak until the post-JBL era. Whether that's a coincidence or not, potentially to be determined. But yes, maybe uh, maybe some further investigation required. I'm yeah, I'm down, man. I'm 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 down to do some reporting on that. Um, I mean, that's that's the kind of hard hitting content and league adjacent material that I feel like that people crave for and they come yeah. back. Um, you're you're not getting this on Inside the NFL. Man. No, no, Shefty, Rappaport, uh, <laughs> Matt Barry, Field Yates. <laughs> none of them are talking about this. Um, so. Uh, uh, yeah, Clayton has texted me on numerous occasions after listening to the weekly podcast, and he said that was not a pod fantasy football podcast. <laughs> and I was like, exactly. It was. I always frame it as a hype cast, or if we're just gonna roast a bunch of people, uh, we frame it as kind of a slam cast. Um, but yeah, do not claim to be a reliable source of strictly league relevant and data driven material. Attaway, why box I like to think we're redefining in? the genre, man. And maybe so. Maybe so. And that's the problem is trying to categorize it and put it into something that it's not. Perhaps it's its own thing that cannot be boxed in um, and is beyond description. Um, hence the addition to the title, Attaway, for those that acutely are tuning in. Uh, I like the addition. Didn't really run it by you. Not necessarily a sanctioned name at this point, but the... Uh, the uh, runaway licorice shop 
train, <laughs> whatever it's called, podcast. <laughs> Flying uh, off the like rails. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, you, you called it maybe a hype cast. I like the idea of the, the, a, a licorice pipe cast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to think... <laughs> I like to think of uh, of us as you know, so like inside the NDA on TNT, mm-hmm. right? Right. It's just a, it's just a fun show. I, I know people that don't even like basketball and they'll watch that because it's just fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're funny, they're interesting. I like to think this is kind of like that, where basically you have like two Charles Barkleys saying dumb things and being, you know, you know, it might be funny if they say something dumb and then one of them tending to be kind of like EJ, but is also kind of just like Charles Barkley. But then the also Shaq. <laughs> yeah, also Shaq, sort of. Um, yeah, it's, but also not at all, just two white dudes uh, yes. who live in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, many parallels. Shaq does have a house in Florida, so, you know, there's True. that. But, uh, yes, um, sir, I agree. So, were we uh, were we out of names, or were we were we done with that segment? I don't remember. We can keep it rolling. We got some more repeats. Uh, Seattle Insomniacs. We already talked about gross disappointment. Uh, Clayton, a good one. Uh, Makes me think of the Carlos days. Uh, This was a year (laughs) one, year Uh two term uh, that Clayton came in. I'm not sure if this was his first or second year um that he put this into it i think it was he had some kind of romo centric name year one um, but i think this is a 2013 name that he's rolling with so he did he trade romo and and then after he traded romo he had a romo centric name and and so he's like well this doesn't make sense anymore um and not being jbl not liking it when it don't make (laughs) sense clayton changed it to no romo which is quite literal but also funny yeah uh, in a tongue-in-cheek way for those who don't understand indeed indeed <laughs> and that's uh tongue-in-cheek is the kind of first steps um when you're when you're celebrating on halloween to get to that sweet mm-hmm. goodness you hit the tongue yeah. you hit the cheek yeah <laughs> tongue definitely in cheek after you shoved uh 15 reese's cups in that cheek <laughs> Yeah, it's like it reminds me of uh, Nick when he's uh, queuing up the chipwrecked. Um, you just got like a bunch of chipmunks just jam all the candy in there, make sure nobody else gets it, and then you can enjoy it at your own time as you see fit. Uh, so yeah, like Clayton's uh, dated, little old, would like some fresh stuff, but um, appreciate the uh, insight in there. And then of course talked about Owens. Um, you know, in the Adway's top three right now, right in the bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if you, uh, you know, and that's another thing, I feel like sometimes in the WhatsApp we'll say something strange that I think mm, there's probably three or four people who don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things this year, you got to watch Norbit to understand what's going on, man. And just in general in life, I think it'll open up a lot for you. But, you know, on that WhatsApp, and maybe for your fantasy football team success, you've got to watch Norbit. True, true. I think I can attribute that to my week one loss that way. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? Not recently in its entirety, uh-huh. no. It is has been removed off Netflix, I can tell you that. Oof. 
I'm gonna write a yeah, I'm gonna write an email to Netflix about how they need to um, have more black films on their programming and put Norbit back on there more. <laughs> that, that's a people pleaser, man. Uh, that, first that'll all, get them. That'll I think that'll you got to guilt them into getting it on there. There you but, go. Uh, Try that white guilt. Fingers, yeah, fingers crossed. The, um, uh, it gets good reviews. I'm looking at you have to purchase it, of course, or rent it on Amazon. Uh, four and a half stars on Prime Video, though. Out of five? Four and a half out of five, baby. Uh, 4,977 reviews. Wow. 83% of perfect five stars. Um, I'm going to get the first one off the top. I have perf- purchased this movie three. This is from Francis E. <laughs> Dated. <laughs> Dated November 30th, 2018. So to contextualize that, this is a couple days after Thanksgiving. So Francis has probably just enjoyed a Thanksgiving, hopefully with his family. um, Or her family, maybe. Um, I've purchased this movie three different times. (laughs) Once on DVD, (laughs) once on Blu-ray, and most recently here on Amazon Prime. It is hilarious. Anyone that appreciates the amount of effort Eddie Murphy puts into his characters will like this work. The latest purchase stemmed from a recollection during a conversation that cracked me up. It took me two days to remember it was from this film, but as soon as I did, the purchase was a no-brainer. Two people found this comment helpful, Attaway. A dynamic (laughs) review from Fantasy um, almost two years ago. I've, I've, I found that comment helpful in a variety of ways, yeah. uh, most of which have nothing to do with the enjoyment of the movie. Mm-hmm. That was helpful, man. That's like therapy. I, I, you got to give it up to somebody for, I mean, pretty much any movie, but especially something like Norman, purchasing it three times. <laughs> in a variety of uh, media. That's, that, yeah, that, that shit is the love, man. Uh, Here we go. Yeah, I... I like this one, Adoy. Sorry to cut you off, but I had to read this one. T. Carter, July 16, 2019, just two months, three days, one year ago. Five stars. One of my favorite movies. I will never pass up the chance to watch Normit. I watched this movie like i never seen it before, and it's still as funny as the first time four people found that helpful. Dang, that's that's twice as many. Yeah. I, I find that helpful. I'd say I find that helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I need, yeah, I need to get all those Amazon reviews. Because, I, you know, when I look it up, I see 4.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> 27 out of 100 on the, the Metacritic. I mean, people are just hating. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, I've lost respect for those uh, critiquing sites. Um, but here, when you open it up to the people, the people enjoy some Norbit, Hannaway. I think we're getting a clearer picture here than through the foggy lens of some uh, backdoor deals like Rotten Tomatoes and um, some foggy lenses that they see the cinematic world through, Hannaway. But um, open source hear people reviews that I trust here on Prime. The worldwide leader. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I'm a fan. I mean, especially, you know, I, I went to the source, man, the Amazon Prime reviews, 4.7 out of 5, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them, you know, 
uh, Relarius said, why is there no language options? And he or she, I don't, I don't know what Relarius is, <laughs> gave it four stars because there's no language options. Damn. And, uh, you know, that's kind of not cool. That has nothing to do with the movie itself. Mm-hmm. True. Anyway, I did not find that helpful. True, 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 true. <laughs> um, Evidently, her mom didn't find it very hilarious. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Killing it. Uh, I like this one. Ricky Dixon uh, gave it four out of five stars. <laughs> and the title is Norbit Water Slide Scene. And he said, a very funny Eddie Murphy film, if you like this sort of thing. I only got to see the water slide scene. Hilarious. <laughs> One person saw that. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you need. There you go. <laughs> but it's funny um, because the emoji that he put at the end of that does not match the context yeah, of the scene. Yeah, it's like a blank dead face emoji. Yeah. What? That's not funny. I don't. I don't know. Although I did, I, I, unless he's going for it, he thought that that little girl was going to die, because I thought that that little girl was going to die. Her <laughs> um, she was going to land on her and and literally kill her at the water park, and um, that would have been so funny out of its absurdity to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you know, to spoil that part, it, she does not die. True. Anyway, still a lot. So that that comes to the segment Attaway as we recap, preview the team names for this for this season. Here, yeah, a mixed bag as there typically is. Would you expect? Yeah, from a group of twelve, a dirty dozen, if you will, from twelve angry men. Also a good movie, Attaway. Have you had the pleasure of seeing that one? I know I've asked you this before. I no, you know, I never actually have seen twelve angry men. I should. I've heard it's quite good big fan uh love watching it before i go do jury duty um which oh, i yeah. enjoy um really an underrated um experience that i think a lot of people have frustrations for uh but i think if you just kind of let the reins go and enjoy the process jury duty is you know very entertaining it's, it's not made to be seen as it's sexy man like there's there's, you know, every movie, TV show, or the TV sitcom kind of thing is like, oh, I want to avoid jury duty or whatever. Like, so many stories like that. Like, it's but doing taxes. If they had a, yeah, if they had a campaign like they do with Rock and Vote. Oh, you need to vote. Everybody vote, vote, vote. If they was, you know, rock the jury duty, man. And people would get into it. Get Diddy involved. Yeah, Sir Rock, Sir Rock the jury duty. <laughs> That's a crossover. Dave, potential team name. Um, you could keep Terry Bradshaw as your picture, but Sir Rock the, the jury duty, I think, would uh, would be a crossover pun that no one would think of. And that's what I, uh, uh, I don't, I'm going to start piping these into the group chat. And yeah. uh, so it will make zero sense right now. But when the people get the hint, um, participate or comment you could do replies to past messages um and so i will insert a little sarag <laughs> the jury into the group chat and we'll just kind of 
see how that festers like that. itself. But, you know, we're always looking for dimes. Anytime we get uh, to the 55-plus minute mark, you know, we like like to drop a little Easter egg, see who's tuning yeah. in. So if that is still the case, uh, reach out in any way that you say. We appreciate you. Um, and this this is for the people, man. It's, it's kind of like... Uh... I don't know if it's still a thing anymore, but it was trending like years ago. Uh, people would, when a big movie came, came out like an Avengers or something like that, mm-hmm. people would do uh, out-of-context spoilers. Mm-hmm. So like it would technically be something that happened in the movie that you wouldn't see coming, but it, it would make absolutely no sense if you hadn't seen the movie and it wouldn't really spoil anything. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a good example, but um, this would be kind of an example of that. If, you know, you send out Sir Rock the Jury, Sort of jury duty, whatever. No one's going to know what that means. Uh, so it's, it's a nice little teaser or a, a priester egg, if you will. A priester egg. I can get into that. Yeah. I like that. This, of course, will be full of them throughout. Yeah. In case people are curious. But yes, I appreciate that. So, how do I been over the names? Um, kind of formulated some WhatsApp material, kind of trying to set the tone, set the picture for people. Um, going forward into the season. We, of course, love the participation, um, whatever it may be. Um, I think we've seen some great fruit even just these past two weeks, Attaway, from the league group chat. Uh, many a laugh, at least on my end. I can only speak for myself. Um, but some big-time stuff. And uh, continued participation is appreciated, whatever that facet may be. Um, don't be afraid to pull the trigger. Yeah, I, I would say, um, I don't know if you had any structure for this. You know, no. one one other thing about the draft I wanted to touch on, and then maybe we can talk about week one heading into week two, whatever. Yeah. Um, do at least, at least it would be fun to do like a little team rank or something like that. I like um, it. Or we yeah, can but, do, you know, it's, if we don't want to do full rankings, like if you have a top three or a bottom three, we can do that. Um, but I know in the years past, if you want to kind of try to keep it, um, we could always do something that's kind of just like a fly by the seat of your pants, playoffs, no playoffs, or top four, top, you know, maybe do like the layers, top four, middle four, bottom four. We could do something like that if you didn't have, or unless you, maybe you do have a one to 12 uh, season outlook right now. I don't want to dampen that, um, but that's just kind of me flying off the seat of my pants just so you can get a grouping. Cause at least me, I feel like I have a grouping for people, but um, I definitely would not have, called sharpless to win it last year um um i yeah i i don't have a i don't have a grouping or a you know total one to 12 rank and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm honestly scared to rank people because last time <laughs> we did it i i got roasted constantly by owen for ranking him 12 and then he finished 11th and held it over my head um <laughs> no um yeah, we think we can do whatever. I like to fly by the in my pants. <laughs> yeah, true. I had to get it in there. Crowd favorite, uh, beef alert, of course, Owen and Attaway over, because uh, Attaway yeah. put Owen on slam. Uh, deservedly so. Um, Attaway, as being someone who frequents the basement of the league quite often, of course, duly noted, uh, bottom four team, five out of the previous eight seasons. Um, yeah, you called it. I mean, Owen got pissed. Uh, he must have had coffee that morning. He was getting pretty bitter. 
Um, but uh, you stated the uh, history is on your side, Attaway. As Gross, as Gross sent me a text um, earlier, earlier, a couple weeks ago, um, when we were talking about rule changes, he said, history is written by the victors, Attaway, and uh, the pen was in your hand last season. No, I sucked last year, but uh, I think that was two years ago, and he no one might have made the playoffs. But just to clarify on the rankings, at least for me, this is more so how I view things right now, not necessarily okay. who's going to make the playoffs because people's teams could totally change five weeks from now. It's but um, I don't even remember. What, I think that was 2018 because we really yeah. only did one podcast last year. Yeah, we were living together. I remember that. Yeah, so wow. That was two yeah. years ago. Okay, yeah, that was at the candy shop. We were in your bedroom. <laughs> um, last last reminder of the, uh, the draft. Uh, you know, I don't really remember a lot of what happened. Nice. Well, nothing nothing really important <laughs> happened the next the couple days after the draft. I remember it. Um, oh, no. I'm just saying. Nor- yeah. Norbit, Norbit was kind of the, the big... Uh, thing that happened yeah. after the draft itself, but uh, before the draft, uh, you know, this is the kind of stuff you miss. You miss those last-minute trades. Mm-hmm. Um, you miss the last-minute wheeling and dealing. And uh, Owen was, you know, potentially looking to pick up another keeper. Probably should have picked up another keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, he's sitting out on the porch drinking a brewski with. Uh, Nick talking about wheeling and dealing, and I got in there and we kind of started a little mini bidding war, sort of, uh, which is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I usually don't make last minute trades to pick up the keeper. I'm usually pretty um, Clayton esque and stubborn in my mind where I'm just going to keep uh, somebody, even if it's a trash fifth guy. Not saying that Clayton keeps trash fifth guys, I'm just saying for me. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have often been like, well, this guy sucks, but I'll just keep him at five because. It is what it is. Yeah, self beef. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I decided to make the trade. But during the bidding war, I almost got Nick to uh, to bid himself down. I was almost there. Um, I think. However, it worked out. It was like I was going to give. Or yeah, initially, Owen was going to give Nick a fourth, and Nick gives him a seventh. And Nick turns to me, he's like, can you do any better? And I said, I'll do a fourth for a sixth. And he's like, mm, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> but he's giving me back a higher pick in that scenario. Right. And there was a good, like, 45 <laughs> seconds. And Nick's like, mm, I like that. Can you do better, Owen? And then Owen's finally like, Nick, that's a worse deal. <laughs> It it was it was a little while though. It was it was a close one. But that's the kind of stuff that's the kind of stuff you miss if you don't come in the draft. You miss Nick trying to screw himself over annually. Um, it seems annually. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, it, it was hilarious. Nick had told me, but four to five days be- before this instance, um, that he said he does not trust himself to make trades, and he will not be making any trades preseason this year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my my favorite, and this is a classic moment, is, you know. Flashback. I, I will say, I will, I'll preface this, people shouldn't be afraid to make trades. I think trades are good. But Yes, there is. You know. a, and then, yeah, let's confront that, yeah. Attaway, is because I feel 
because what are the things that get the hype in this league? You think uh, more uh, Dave year one just ravaging Marty, um, and of course a large factor in that trade rape as Marty setting a league worst one in fifteen mark, a Lee a record quite frankly. I think will be very difficult to beat. Um, that is, I I firmly believe that is one of the more untouchable records uh, in league history. Just want to make that aside. But yeah, anyway, I totally agree. There is a negative stigma with trades, um, and I think a lot of people think that they're trying to get work just because somebody reaches out. Um, but I think if you know your audience and you come to the table with some realistic expectations, you guys can make some good things happen. But yes, yeah, continue. I, I... Sorry. Yeah, well, I, and on that, I think most people, you know, most people are pretty good. I've had some people, you know, one person or anything in particular who kind of comes at it from a, what, you know, I'm trying to make a deal. And I, I tend to believe I offer fair deals because I wouldn't want somebody to not offer me one. But they, they came at it with a, mm-hmm. what do you know that I don't know kind of situation? And mm-hmm. maybe some people are trying to pull a fast one, but, you know, mm-hmm. like, don't don't always assume the worst necessarily. But, um mm-hmm. Anyway, so so Nick, what was this, 2018 National Draft? Mm-hmm. We had, you know, 10, 10 people there. Good draft. And Nick, yeah, so Seth was trying to trade with Nick. Seth was trying to trade him, I believe, Juju. Um, <laughs> and Nick just wasn't having it. He wasn't having it, wasn't having it. At all. And he had been ignoring his text before the draft and then didn't want to talk about it during, you know, the lead-up to the draft. Mm-hmm. And then uh, – and then Nick, so this is how it went down, I guess. Owen Sharpless and I went to Papa John's to pick up pizza and free plates. Because and, uh, pizza. You got to have pizza during the draft. Oh, yeah. And the free plates is the best part of the whole thing. <laughs> but we come back and free Nick had made plates. a trade. Yeah. Apparently, while a third of the room had left, he's like, all right, I'm looking to make a trade. Who wants to trade? And uh, and then he just took the first deal that was offered to him, which was not good. But uh, it was hilarious yeah. because it was just a classic strategic move, and it was like a, a total middle finger to Seth, yeah, which was funny. Um, if not strategically smart, it was hilarious. Yes, hilarious nonetheless. But yeah, I mean, you got to be afraid to make mistakes. Um, or you can't be afraid to make mistakes. Sorry, yeah, as, you as gotta a, be afraid. <laughs> you gotta be terrified to make mistakes. Yeah, you gotta live in fear. <laughs> completely counteracting the case that I've been trying to support for the last five ten minutes. But yeah, I've made a number of terrible trades, and uh, you know one of the many reasons why I have some of the most um, undesirable records in league history. But. Um, Part of the uh, part of the thrill is is in the deal, man. Part That's of the true. fun, at least it's... me, I, I love doing little negotiations or just checking things out, and and uh, pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe I'm the only member of the league to have completed a trade with the eleven other people in the league. Mm-hmm. So if somebody else has done that, let me know. I would be very curious, and I apologize. Uh, yeah, well, let's look into it. I think there's probably a couple people I've never traded with. Um, but to so your point, to your me. point, Attaway, don't be afraid to trade. Everybody's different. I trade and we negotiate differently um, than I would with who am I trying to think of? Cody. You and Cody, I I go at trades differently. 
uh, you and Seth yeah. go at trades differently. You just got to know their audience, kind of find a realization, what do they value? And after an eight-year sample size, you should have a pretty good idea if you're paying attention, what people like, what people do, um, how they do things, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is uh, a lot of it is personal uh, navigation of that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's like you went on Shark Tank, and uh, you know you'd want to know how you should pitch to uh, you know Mr. Wonderful versus Mark Cuban and whatnot. Um, yeah. Anyway, and it's usually not uh, it's not a high uh, percentage of success when you put in the group text, "Hey, I'm looking to trade. Who wants it?" <laughs> that's not usually not a fruitful situation step one hit up the entire group chat with a message step two text gross and see if he just wants to give you whatever reel him in <laughs> let him know that at least 10 other people got this message uh, yeah I think for me um that's just, I don't know what you said. Gross was saying the Victor writes the whatever, mm-hmm. the, uh, the Norbit review. History. Uh, the, the, Vic, the Norbit history, review on Amazon. Yeah, history is written by uh, Victor, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, fortune favors the bold, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. I think, like, for me, I, I feel better when I'm making more deals and moving things around. And I think I, there's no real, like, scientific backing that I haven't done a study that, Oh, my team actually does perform better when I make Mm -hmm. X amount of trades. But I just feel like at the very least, it keeps me more involved Mm -hmm. and interested. Like not that you're just going to, you know, trade your star players for bench pieces, Mm -hmm. you know, and it'll make you better. But like you're doing more research, you're interested in your, 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 you know, like checking the matchups and and trying, like, I think it breeds success. True, 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 true. Or just being realistic of, of what's going on. Like if you see that Dave has a player with a high ankle sprain that's a star wide receiver, you know, Dave, a team that is stacked at running back, is not going to want a running back from your trade. He's probably going to want a yeah. receiver. Um, yeah. You know, but just to your point, just like if you're tracking teams, certain players, certain ideals, then you are aware of such a fact as that. Potentially. I can't speak for Dave in much of anything, but, the, you know, just kind of big picture, that seems like it would make sense, make more sense than the alternative. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... Yeah, that's true. I mean, sometimes, and sometimes you just go about it, and, you know, there's a fair offer, but one or two, you just don't want to take it, and that's, it is what it is. Sometimes it doesn't always work out, but, um... Anyway, enough enough on trades unless you have something uh, really juicy. Yeah, not really. Not really. But just being open to a conversation um, is really just what it's at. I mean, obviously, nobody's saying you should make a trade because there are a lot of bad trade offers. Or, um, yeah. And some people are wanting a negotiation. Um, so just kind of seeing where you're at or whatever. But, I mean, you got to do your thing. And, you know, if you don't want to do it, that's your prerogative. Uh, personally, don't do it. Personally, don't do it. Personally, I think that's stupid. But uh, I mean, you should be allowed to fail, and we've created an environment where you do that. And I often do fail. Uh, but like you said, Adway, I'd rather go down swinging, do a bunch of dumb moves, 
than have a sorry team that I did no little to no transactions with. Because at least to me, it's like, well, I'm not even making an effort in my bad. At least if I'm trying and I'm bad, I can say, hey, you know, I tried to do most of which I can do. And that's what's been, at least for the last couple years from me, I've tried to make trades, but my roster was so bad, I just didn't have enough assets to make successful trades. And, and people would straight up tell me, they're like, yeah, you really don't have enough to make this happen. And, but, you know, you go yeah. down swinging. So you do stupid stuff and you throw in draft picks and money. And there you go. Well, you got to try to make it happen. Like, <laughs> some some teams can mash homers. Some teams got to bunt over the man to second. You know, you got to play with what you got. Yes, sir. Wrong sport, but uh, still applicable. Point received. Point received. They're called runs in baseball. <laughs> One point to zero. <laughs> One nil point. <laughs> Match. San Diego Padres. <laughs> Los Angeles Padres. Chargers. Chadres. Ch- the San Diego Padres of Los Angeles. <laughs> Interesting oh, note. Uh, it would be funny if they were called the Fathers. I just think that would be mm-hmm. funny. I would get a Father's hat. Yeah. That would I, be uh... entertaining. Or the San Diego Dads. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good minor league team. Like if they have, you know, like in if they have a minor league team like Buena Vista or Albuquerque, the Albuquerque Dads. Oh yeah, like like I, I wonder if um, you know, like if if people right across the border or you know just Hispanic, Latinx people in general, like view it the same way. So like you know, in, it seems to be in basketball where they'll have like El Heat. Mm-hmm. or Los Spurs on the jersey. Mm-hmm. Like, you think they would sell some to Mexico that were just like the dads, <laughs> like the fathers? Like, cause the dads obviously that sounds ridiculous, but it would be, whole, like, maybe it would be normal to them and just hilarious to us to see, like, the dads. Uh, I would say probably not, uh, but you never know. <laughs> yeah. You never know in this world. I can't speak to much of the Mexican culture, to be honest. <laughs> I want you to speak on behalf of the Mexican culture right now. <laughs> I do. I did have tacos today, and those were very enjoyable. <laughs> Taco night at the at the Jewish Thank you, LeBron. Tonight. Uh, it wasn't Tuesday, so you could do it. LeBron didn't have a copyright on <laughs> Taco Saturday. Yeah, I'm pissed about it, though. Got him. Got him. Yeah, not to get too All into right. it, but NBA getting kind of interesting. Just as a side note, surprised. But uh, I don't know if you've been following it much, Adoy, but some interesting stuff. I haven't I haven't been watching uh, the Magic once they got eliminated. Once I realized it was over before it was actually over, I realized I didn't like any of the teams left. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, really dislike several of them and um so i was just like ah, i don't really want to watch mm-hmm. <laughs> i wasn't really that into it anyway i don't know like to, to to be completely honest the nfl is the only one thus far that even without fans uh well they do have some fans but like the nfl is the only one that that feels like it's a real season yeah. because it's the only one that doesn't have other than cutting out the preseason. They haven't changed anything else. Other than, you know, maybe fans or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. Now they still have their whole season and they're not like postponing it by three or four months or whatever. So um, I just don't care as much about like baseball or basketball right now, but I have watched <laughs> a little bit of some of the games. It's cool to see the Nuggets advance. Indeed. That's about all I can say. It's cool to see the Heat. You know, they, I'm not a Heat fan, but I mean, good for them. Good for them. Yeah, I think they missed the playoff last year, and now they're in the final East Conference Finals. So, underdog story. Yeah, it's cool to not just see the same four teams every year. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I feel like the college football playoff is becoming. As another sidebar, yeah. like everybody's like. Like and then the latest, I feel like the latest bit in the media is okay. You get three of the four teams, and then maybe you can throw in a wild card. Like uh, I was listening to this guy on ESPN Radio today. Uh, Cincinnati was like his fourth wild card team. I know Desmond had put Oklahoma State in there as his fourth wild card team. Um, of course, that's not gonna that's not gonna hold a lot of water because I think their quarterback got pretty injured today, uh, and he was kind of a rock star. But um. Uh, um, but yeah, I feel like it's just like, yep, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, and Oklahoma, and or just wild card pick. Yeah. Yep, going chalk every year, man. That's why they need to open it up to sixty-four team playoff. <laughs> Doing like basketball. That's what uh, they, they should do this year. Just open it up. Although the yeah, Big, Big just... Ten trying to come back to the party. Because uh, previously, I thought it was uh, the end of the road for the Big Ten. So I had that queued up for the mat, or I couldn't get it in time for your magic. Um, so I had to, <laughs> I had to uh-huh. move it in somehow while I had it pulled up. He pulled it all together. Needed a segue to get that off the ground. But, uh, yeah, man, speaking of uh, same teams, um, what did we think of the week one results? Do you feel like it was indicative of the same teams having general success? Um, if we want to transition, if we're ready for a little week one recap that way. Or maybe do we want to get into uh, some interesting um, – draft analysis not in depth but just kind of maybe top two or three things about the draft maybe as far as people taking different personnel or whatever or no if not that's um, fine i don't care <laughs> the draft the only the only thing that just I like good say, picks think... or bad picks or just kind of overarching themes for teams for people uh just i guess kind of uh, person because you talked about the scene mostly but as far as personnel any I just want to open the door if you had any pressing matters. The um, no real pressing matters. I think a, a consensus for a lot of people was not a lot of people were prepared. Even <laughs> the people who typically prepare, yeah, uh, I would say like you, Seth, um, sometimes me, uh, when I'm not relying on a three-year-old uh, fantasy <laughs> magazine. Yeah. Talk, uh, talk about a great OG roast when Sharp was put you on blast for showing up at the fantasy magazine. And even though it was the year, the correct year, <laughs> Sharp was, was playing up the narrative that it was a six year old magazine. And that was hilarious because he was really going off about that. 
I just like having a physical copy. I didn't have a printer. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, the draft. I had something I was going to say, and then I forgot it. I, I like the strategy of some people. Like, I think Gross has three tight ends that he, I mean, he kept one, but he drafted two more. Um, it's bold. Let's see if it works I out. Mean, he's always been a t- tight end guy, though. Yeah, he's he's had Ertz for a while. He had Gronk for a while. He had Gronk and Ertz at the same time, and he was starting both. Um, so that's kind of a trend. Took Gross is a tight end guy for whatever reason, but yeah, yeah I mean, he's not that I'm knocking it. It's just kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, in terms of the draft, I don't. I mean, things were pretty, um, pretty much what I expected in the first round. First overall pick. Your thoughts? Yeah, um, you know, it was it was a it was a clear first overall pick. Um, I know I, I talked to Owen about trading for it, but he was pretty much unrelenting, um, you know, and that's fine. He just he wanted to see what happens more than anything he could have gotten from it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, he's in a situation. If you have a what you think is a surefire thing, you got to take that right now. Yeah, that's fair. And um, other than that, it, you know, it was an interesting rest of the draft. I, I liked what I felt were more certainty from the receivers in that where we were in the draft. Mm-hmm. So maybe I reached a little bit on one, but I, you know, I felt like I got somebody's potential to be pretty good. Um, and then, you know, a lot of the running backs and receivers pretty much filled out the rest of the first round. Um, Nick took C.D. Lamb before Michael Gallup, an interesting pick. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick's always about those rookie wide receivers, so, um, so, but interesting draft. People, uh, yeah, I mean that's really all I have to say about it. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I like the uh, – I gave Nick a shout-out live, but I really did like the Minshew pick, not only as a homer, but I was anticipating them playing from behind for the vast majority of the season. Of course, only through week one, yeah. but uh, that seemed to pay some early dividends. Um, staying on the Jags, Seth did not get the notification that earlier that day um, that the Jags running back Raquel Armstead had been put on uh, – the COVID slash disabled list uh, hours uh, before the draft. Um, but that's just one of those transfer information things. Um, interested to see where the um, some of the rookies went. I saw, because I'm just kind of going by roster roster right now. Uh, I like the Jerry Judy pick from Seth. Interested to see how he does. Um, that was a good pickup, obviously. Uh, Seth, the uh, topic of conversation, like the trade he did with you, getting DeAndre Hopkins, that's going to help the receiving core a lot, and that looks like a really good trade. Um, after week one, what was it, 22.7 fantasy points, didn't even score a touchdown, and got 22 fantasy yeah. points. Um, that's a good look. Uh, going through Cody's team, um, you know he's got his smooth young boys. Um going on i do like the deontay johnson pick um watched some what was it sunday night football i think he was on sunday night or monday night 
Uh, he's kind of a low-key sleeper guy, maybe some small ball. Um, and then, of course, he had the keepers at Kyler Murray and all those other guys. Uh, Cody ended up getting Gallup. Um, 6.2 fantasy points. Uh, I thought it was pretty solid for Cody. Um, of course, he's got a bunch of young guys, a lot of high upside guys, but um, not a lot of proven guys right now. So I think it's going to be one of those off years for Cody, but he'll be interesting to watch. Um, I like the Allen Robinson pickup you had. Joe New Smith. I think is a certified weapon uh, in Tennessee. Hate to admit it, but uh, he's currently a top ten tight end. I could see him finishing top ten, maybe top seven. Um, like the Joe New pick, he's consistent in an offense. Tannehill, Tannehill loves to use the tight ends. Yeah, um, yeah. I was surprised that Robinson fell. He's, he, I don't think he's a very exciting name anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wasn't really looking for a receiver, but I just felt like he was a value pick there. Yeah. But you know, with him unliking the Bears on Twitter, um, <laughs> that's how that's how grown men handle their problems these days. Um, no doubt. So much drama. Who knows what's going to happen there? <laughs> true. True. So as we continue to roll down, jumping to Nick's team. Very keeper heavy, like I said, like the Minshew pick. Um, and obviously, his <laughs> keepers are money. <laughs> I mean, he did uh pick up a good defense and kicker, he got 29 points combined from the Saints and Robbie Gould. The ghoul, um, obviously, able to get DK Metcalf. Uh, Jordy put him back in the draft, and Metcalf paid off. I like. Medcalf this year. Um, one of the reasons why I wanted to get rid of Lockett is because I think DK Medcalf is really going to get some play here. So I like that pick for Nick. I think Nick had a pretty good draft. Uh, he got the wall from you. Uh, Waller is a tight end who Carr likes. Um, DK Medcalf, like we said. CeeDee Lamb, he's a high upside guy. Uh, looks like Nick's going to give him the start this week. Um Nick got his boy back, Jarvis Landry. Um, of course, on the bench this week, got 13 points last night or two nights ago. But uh, interesting little draft from Nick. I like uh, like some of the personnel, of course, with the keepers he had: David Johnson, Derrick Henry, Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, and Cooper Cup. More like Cooper Yup, because <laughs> Nick said Yup to keeping him. True, five point six fantasy points last week. <laughs> Dirty Dave, uh, he's got Hollywood. Hollywood had a good week last week, fourteen points. Uh, anybody that Dave put in just pissed all over my team. Um, in a bad way. Stuff. Yeah, in, in well, a bad way. Depends on who, who you. Yeah, who you. Yeah, I was not enjoying it. Uh, Chase Edmonds, good pick. I like that from Arizona. Um, as does Arizona Cardinals Twitter. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about it for Dave. Going right down. Owen, obviously, first overall pick. Can't mess with that. Uh, Lair had a beautiful week last week, almost 22 points. 
I like the future pick for Tua. I think Owen realizes he's in a rebuilding mode, so Tua I think is a good pick this year. Um, you know, may not get the fantasy results, but somebody he can hold on to, see how that situation plays out. Um, Sammy Watkins, yeah. who seems to pop up here every now and then. He's not not trusting him with the, the week two start. I'm kind of surprised by that. Yeah, at the uh, Chargers? Interesting. We well, had a lot of guys yeah. playing Thursday. He had Tyler Boyd. Yeah, Boyd. Um, and then he's got Edelman. Yeah, Boyd saved himself. Boyd saved himself with a late touchdown, from what I understand. I did not watch the game, but that's yeah. the consensus I got. Yes. Yes. Um, so, if you so all right, do we want to do we want to keep going down? Or do we want to rank these guys? Kind of wrap this thing up. Yeah, let's rank these guys. Give me some give me some ranks that way. Or what are you thinking? Okay. I'm gonna go down the list and just say because I can write it down if you want me to keep you in order. All right. If I I'm going I'm going to say I I, I think we should both do it. And then, unless you, you, you can include yourself if you want to include yourself, I'm going to exclude myself because I feel it's hard to give an accurate rank. I, I think, you know, I, I probably could, but I tend to lean either pessimistic or optimistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've gotten better over the years. It used to be a little bit too much of a, a roster baiter where I would just be like, <laughs> oh. I would be, be J Bone on it where I would, I would, uh, <laughs> I would view every player at their absolute ceiling times two yes oh man what if this guy what if this bench guy pops into a top 10 guy and it would be somebody you know (laughs) every week he'd be running back 53 on the season (laughs) before the season starts i'm sitting there thinking he's going to be a stud um anyway uh if just going down the list not really remembering just based off of what i know from people's or remember from people's rosters and how they perform thus far. For me, a, a clear top tier, I, I put Sharples in there just because, you know, he's got a lot of the same guys that the past couple of years have been so good. Um, uh, Dave has a, a really killer team. Um, 10 and 3 regular season last year for Dave. Uh, of course, flew under the radar. Yeah. Uh, nobody remembers Nick eleven and two team, and uh, so nobody yeah. obviously remembers yeah. Dave's ten and three team last year. Yeah, Nick. Uh, Nick. Nick had a killer year last year. He, he had a really good Monster. team, and I think he has. He has a lot of the same pieces to have a really good team this year. I probably wouldn't put him in that top tier. I'd probably put him in the more the second tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're breaking him up by fours, mm-hmm. that'd be the second tier. And, uh, you know, it's definitely, I wouldn't put him in a rebuilding mode, but I think he's, you know, a move or two away from being, a, you know, pushing towards that top tier. He's got an interesting team. Um, other top tier, man, um, I think people that have potential to be up there, uh, I guess Nick would be something like that. I would say maybe not top tier, but for Marty's team, he'd be in that middle tier as well, most likely. He's got – I don't like his bench. He always has an <laughs> interesting draft, I guess you could say. Marty but, goes deep. Yeah. Sometimes all it takes, though, is a, a couple of guys 
that just blow up week to week and you win games and you sneak into the playoffs or you, you know, or you get in the playoffs as a mid year team and you've got a solid team. And you look at this roster, you've got guys like, you know, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, who could, you know, Tyler Lockett, who could carry you to a victory, even if the rest of the guys are just duds. Um, enough points to compete with anybody for the most part. Um, Seth was off to a rough start. Put him in that mid-tier. Bottom tier, probably, like you said, Owen, rebuilding year. Clayton, or not Clayton, um, sorry. He's right below Jordy. Jordy. Jordy got a week one win over another team who might be rebuilding or Clayton Cody. Um, but I, I'm not, I'm not crazy about Jordy's bench, his running backs, yeah. or I, I don't know that he's going to make moves as the season goes on. Um, definitely one of the people not utilizing all of his 12, uh, total IR slots for real imaginary. <laughs> um, that really grinds my gears. Yeah, he's uh he's believing he's believing in Nick Foles right now, so so yeah, I guess mid to bottom Jordy and Clayton and Cody would be looking that way right now. Seth is kind of a a tweener right now based off of his week one performance. Um yeah, and then you you and Seth, I would say, are, are more more or less those, those tweeners fighting for that mid-tier right now. As right now, obviously both have some some solid pieces as, as most teams do. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I would say, like, I, I wouldn't really put a four in that top tier the way I see it right now. It's kind of Sharpless and Dave look the best to me right now, and then everybody else is either – some people look like they are teetering on rebuilding mode if they start off like 0 and 3, and then everybody else is kind of in the pack, um, and teams could change tremendously. So that's where I'll leave it. Noted. Noted. Yeah, I guess begrudgingly so, you can't not put. Um, Dave and Sharpless, if we're going four, so I'll try to stick to a four. Uh, if we're going to put C-Sharp and Dave up top. Um, my team is so weird this year. I am so shallow in some places and so unconfident. So I think I'm back. <laughs> I'm back in the RB. I put myself at a strong contender position. I will be in the conversation week 13 for potential playoffs. Probably looking at bottom three. Or bottom four, where I'll put myself. Uh, Owen, definitely bottom four. Cody, I think, has accepted a bottom four position. He won't be last, because Cody will find a way to win some ball games. Um, Clayton's really interesting, uh, but I'm going to put Clayton in that kind of lower mid-tier. Man, i got to put somebody up top with these guys. Um, yeah, like you said, I don't think I'm gonna put C Sharp and Dave as kind of the perennial favorites. Um, I'm gonna put Jordy in the bottom with us. I'm gonna put Seth in the middle. Um, 
Yeah, I like Nick. Nick is kind of that 1A tier. I'll kind of put him in top four um, just because he's so thick at those couple positions. Um, and so I'm going to put Marty up there too. So Marty and Nick will round out my top four um, just because, I mean, uh, Christian McCaffrey is basically like a quarterback. He's going to get 20 a week, um, probably about 80% of the season, um, very rarely going under 15 um cam newton i think just with the rushing yards could be pretty relevant and if he gets any kind of action with ridley uh he's double dipping with matt ryan um lockett lockett's a pretty consistent uh 10 12 15 point guy uh which is great for marty because i think marty's got like a lot of those guys that can go kind of firework uh like zach moss i think zach moss is a little bit of a sleeper running back that marty has uh like that pickup but he's got a couple guys that are kind of consistently there that are going to be like that Tyler Lockett role, which is a great um, kind of accent with Calvin Ridley, you know, guys that could go 30, but the next week put you with about four points. Um, so when he does get that those peak weeks, as we saw last year, like in the military bowl, Marta can put up points with anybody, and he could have a team threatening 200 points um multiple times throughout the season so i like marty to be in that top four just because he's so explosive um yeah i think i'm gonna put you lower middle tier rebuilding um but of course got a good core there kind of where you put yourself i'm missing one person jordy nick oh seth oh no i have seth he's lower middle who am i forgetting personal beef oh gross yeah i'm gonna put gross upper middle tier i mean he's got lamar jackson and just because of that and adam thielen who i think can legit carry his team so i don't think he's necessarily a championship threat uh especially the way sam darnold is going uh and baker's too inconsistent for me that's why i had to dump him um i do like anthony miller who he doesn't look like he'll be starting but i like that pick um but yeah lamar jackson and and thielen are going to be carrying them because i think vikings are going to have to score a lot and throw a lot people are going to stop the stack the box um and if that secondary continues to get roasted and seth continues to get negative points uh it's going to be good for thielen but so that's my top four c sharp dave nick marty middle ground uh i got gross on the higher side of that and then you clayton seth on the lower side of that uh and then bottom of the barrel me, Cody, Owen, Jordy. Um, some familiar characters down there in bottom four. Okay. I like it. It was extensive. Dun, dun, or not, not necessarily extensive. Mean, it's not like you went on and on, but you, 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 know, you touched on everybody and had some, some good insight. So. That's what I try to do within the nonsense. And, of course, my analysis is not necessarily bulletproof by any means, as anybody that keeps up with the league knows. <laughs> we'll see though we'll see though we shall see i mean this is just week one week one man you got to build try not to overreact week one a lot of crazy things happen dang it and we have lost attaway <laughs> i dropped the phone call so i'll be calling him back and he will we will get him back online here at the one hour 43 minute mark here of this podcast recording 
dang, did you hang up Christopher, me, yeah, I was so pissed about your analysis of mine. <laughs> it's just I didn't shut it down. <laughs> Put this phone call to rebuilding mode. <laughs> Savage. But yeah, anyway, any any other comments, I guess, kind of league-wide of where you rank people, not only their fantasy teams, but uh, people in general uh, participating in the league. My, their my, my uh, life standings as well. Oh, life standings. Um, everybody's number one, man. Everybody's number one to me. We're um, all going to win this year. We're all going to win, yeah. Friend league contract has been renewed, for the record. <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm interested to see you know what's going to happen like you said it's week one and uh we uh you know we, we only had so much to talk about so tomorrow after the week two games are over we're gonna have another two-hour podcast plus <laughs> whatever else we have to talk about so, uh, true true no i we'll see man we got a lot of uh, a lot of interesting competing uh competing draft destinations uh yeah, the way uh, going on. Any thoughts on those? Where do you stand? Well, Detroit is, you know, like a, a clear lead. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, <laughs> but I would I would be willing to consider other ones, especially if we got to visit the set of Norbit. You know, <laughs> that could be fun. Yes. Um, to do it, just the idea of that is funny. Like if you, you know, you, you're like, yeah, I went to L.A. Oh, what'd you do? Did you go such and such? Nah, we pretty much hung out on the set of Norbit, uh, where they filmed the movie Norbit most of the time. <laughs> and then we went back to the Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, and then we just went off and drank Kool-Aid jammers and margaritas <laughs> at the Airbnb. Uh, yeah, um, put that on the record. Cody and I will be getting some Kool-Aid jammers um, for the draft next year. When we get, I like it. When it's, we get that in Detroit. It's one of my three favorite verbs. Uh, you know, I put that on the list, Jam man. Blast thrust. Everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, they, they get the get the Kool Aid thrusters and the Kool Aid blasters as well, and I'm I am in. Game over, man. Game <laughs> over. True, 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 too true. Yo, so one thing you wanted to talk about, uh, Adaway can't talk about post week one as we go out of it. Um course teams in the standings after week one we had a 3-3 split of course it was interdivisional um so we went across the league uh you nick jordy dave marty sharpless all one and oh gross owen clayton me cody seth all oh and one uh uh, Attaway, I know one thing you want to talk about. Um, Seth was playing daddy on Tuesday night. Um, he opened up his wallet and blessed all the children. Um, Attaway, on Tuesday nights at shortly after 11 is always, at least for me, a time of excitement. Uh, what were your thoughts after you saw the uh, the summary report for the bidding war? on Tuesday night. It was a good one for week one, man. There was there was a lot of players to be had out there. Yeah, yeah, a, a lot of uh, a lot of interesting moves made. I think there's been a trend the past several years, um, especially from Seth, to kind of spend big on week one. 
Um, but this year he kind of upped the ante again. And <laughs> oh, I don't think most of you saw him. Attaway, he didn't up the ante. <laughs> yeah. He didn't up the ante. He uh, went all in, man. He changed the game. Yeah, I mean, I get the strategy. Um, he can trade for dollars later on. I, I was kind of surprised. I, I thought about it in one extent because I did multiple bids and I think I was just a little tired too or like, you know, confused. But I was getting confused about like, okay, so if this one doesn't go in, I was trying to play the decision tree without actually writing it down. Mm-hmm. And like, like, I don't want to spend, you know, a boatload on this guy and then accidentally spend a boatload on another dude, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of thinking maybe set accidentally spent all of his money um i don't think so but no. there was a part of me that thought like he didn't think he would actually get like say goddard as well mm-hmm. um he probably did it on purpose that's what nick was you know that's what nick believes but i was like i could see a scenario where i could do that to myself where i'm like <laughs> oh, i probably won't get this guy but i'll just throw 35 on him oh no i got both of them like that kind of thing <laughs> and he just didn't admit it <laughs> True. Yeah, I think it was a calculated move by Seth. Um, but of course, he did have backup plans. Um, I don't know if yeah. you guys saw, but I tallied it up. Seth actually made a number of bids and requests. He actually bid a, a total of $131 um, wow. for, I think it was six different players. Obviously, he maxed it out. Um, and of course, he was planning on backup plans and getting some of those guys, not getting some of those guys. But, I mean, he got the big three um, that were kind of the three hot-button ones. Obviously, Benny Snell, um, Goddard, and who was the other running back? Um, Name Hines. Yes, Hines. Yeah, I don't even remember because I didn't get any of them. But, yeah, I mean, and that's the one thing is kind of Seth, of course, like you said, history – of bidding high um, and bidding early in week one, uh, but not knowing the market. And Seth usually severely overbids or severely underbids. Um, but he was right on the money this year, which makes you wonder. And uh, I think Gross called it. I'm peeling back the, sp- or maybe a Sharpless, one of those Denver boys sharing the joint house. Um, some conspiracy. The, house. the commissioner eyes, as they call it. Um, and so Seth goes in there, looks at the bids. Allegedly, he cannot see the bids, but he can see the keepers ahead of time. He has admitted to me that he can see the keepers when people are putting them in. Um, so yeah. he, he is well aware. And why That's I, why we call him the, the keeper peeper. Yeah, the keeper peeper. So he's like gross, peeping in on the group chat every now and then. Uh, <laughs> Seth, the keeper peeper, yeah. So, yeah, hysterical, uh, but I respect it. Uh, to be honest, uh, balling out, going all in, because uh, that's one thing. He wanted three guys, and he got all three of them, and he actually got four, I think, before the night was over. But um, yeah, if you want him, you got to spend money. That's how it goes, man. Yeah. But now he's got to play the uphill battle. He's got a defense that's uh, currently projected to score. Uh, what was it? I think it was negative five. Or negative uh, eighty, negative five a week. The Vikings are scoring right now. So over a sixteen-week season that they will play, they're on pace for a negative eighty defensive <laughs> score right now. 
So, I mean, or injuries, um, which is why I have Seth middle of the pack. I think he's got a solid core, but if something big happens or he's got to pick up some players, he doesn't have any room to work with. Um, that's the only thing. But, of course, he can trade up and get money. I do it annually, and it is easy to do. Um, but we'll see, man. We'll see. Bull move, though. Bull move. But uh, I would be pissed because I was $1 back. Uh, at 38 uh, for Benny Snell, and I should have gone 41. Um, but, uh, yeah, Gross Gross lost the tiebreaker to Seth. He also bid 39. Uh, so it was a heartbreaker for Team Gross, I'm sure. But uh, that was a fun one, man. I loved it. I loved it. So fireworks. There were a ton of bids that away. I don't remember seeing that many bids on a Tuesday night in recent memory. Like, as far as the depth or ev uh, most everybody um, getting in on the bids and everything like that. So it was fun just to see all the participation that was in there. Yeah, a lot of participation. It is, like you said, it's fun to see. Um, you know, I, I like to see some of those guys get involved. It sucks to lose on a tiebreaker, but it's just the way it goes. Mm -hmm. Um He's not going to lose any more to Seth. We know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just got to suck worse in week one, man. You get that tiebreaker. I guess he scored, what, like 17 more points than Seth in week one, and that's why he or I think Gross... didn't have the tiebreaker. Gross, that is. Oh, yeah, because Gross lost week one. Yeah, that's But he's, yeah. So it goes. So it goes. I can't find the report. What was it? Oh, it's under Wednesday. Ah, oh, weird. But yeah, let me see here. One, two, three, four. Twenty over twenty. Seven twenty-seven attempted bids. Wow, that's impressive. By most of the league. Seth, Gross, me, you, Cody. Marty, Nick, Sharpless, Dave. So it looks like I'm counting nine different teams put in a bid on Tuesday. 27 people bid on. Only six people successfully added, though, <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious. But, yeah, man, wild stuff. But, yeah, that had to be shut out. And, and shout out to uh, Sharpless trying to stoke the fire so he can be the only one with money left at the end. Nobody was buying that he was going to drop 40 on uh, running back. So How much did he? Oh, yeah, he was like 19 or yeah, something. Yeah, like, like 16 or 19. So, which I don't have a problem with, but you knew he was just trying to drive up the price, being facetious. But it's just one of those things, man. History. You know Sharpless isn't going to do those shenanigans. Sharpless yeah. is his, uh, try to get some head games going there. You drive up the market by spending all your money in week one. <laughs> That's how you drive up the market, baby. So it will be highly contested because I think we had a lot of people with a lot of money last year. Yeah. Usually at the end of yeah, the year, people are kind of coasting in on E, man, but we had a lot of people still with some significant cash. 
Yeah, it, I mean, there are certain people oftentimes that end the year with a lot of cash. I think Bruce tends to be one of those people. Yeah. And so that's why I mean, he, he hit up on Peterson. <laughs> Uh, significant, fairly significant in place from what I remember, but like, like you said, you got him, you mm. got your man. Yeah. You don't have the cash just sitting there, or you gotta have the guy that you can start. Um, so you can't blame him for that. Um, you know, it's better than having that twenty-seven dollars at the end of the year or being out of the playoffs and still have that twenty-seven dollars. But uh, true. And it's like, but yeah. Yeah, if I if I go to Seth and I'm say Seth, uh, give me Benny Snell or give me Naheen Himes for uh forty dollars, like he's not gonna do that deal. Yeah. At least I wouldn't think that he would. So I mean, the guy is valued more than the money, and I think that in itself, you see that. But yeah, no problem with going after getting the guy. I like that. I like that. That was ridiculous. Ah, week one. That's a new league record. Highest bid in one week as far as money-wise. 131 for Seth. Highest actually deducted in one night. $100. Oh, yeah. I don't think you're going to come close to that for one team. No. Um, definitely nothing above 70. I remember Jordy threw down 65 for a running back, um, but I think that was his only bid that that night. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, and that was the one thing. Adelaide, I don't know if you have anything else, or uh, if you're trying to wrap this bad boy up as we approach this two-hour mark right now. I've got all the time in the world. Let's make it a full marathon. <laughs> yeah. 26.2 hours. All these people complaining because we didn't do it last year. Well, this is what you get is a three-hour barn burner. <laughs> there you go. We're going to make this. Uh, so if you tune in for the 1 o'clock kickoff and, of course, have the games on mute, we're going to try to take you to the after- afternoon games. Um, so we'll, <laughs> we'll see if we can't get a three-hour, five-minute <laughs> edition here. Get you that 405 kickoff. Highly recommended. You got to make sure that would be that would be fun to do one time. It's just to do a live, live <laughs> podcast, watching the games. It would be fun for breaking us. down the progressive ads and uh, <laughs> what Flo is wearing. There you go. Owen could definitely get into that. Owen could get it. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Oh, but yeah, that's the one thing I do want to break in uh, with a little update, Attaway. Um, I don't know the uh, NFL NFL draft tone all too well, but um, so of course what I talked about, I kind of teased it. Um, I have some rankings that I was given uh, pre-draft to the out-of-town guys. I forget how the question came up, um, but it was talking about, and we were going through some ranks of the greatest Mountain Dews uh, in the game, of course, of all mm. time. Of course, being a Mountain Dew fanatic myself, I was able to provide some insight, and somebody asked for my rankings Attaway. So I had a top ten list of said rankings, um, but I happened to find myself in a more rural part of Florida uh, in Live Oak this weekend, uh, Friday night, 
And so I stopped in a little gas station and I stumbled upon a new flavor of Mountain Dew that I had not tried before. And it is called Mystery Voodoo Flavor. And, uh, of course, you know I typically stray away from the dark arts. Um, but <laughs> So I went after it that way, and I have to update my rankings. So, as we bounce in here to the Andrew Jew Mountain Dew Steward Mountain Dew Rankings update here brought to you by Mr. Feast, everybody's favorite. Uh, brought to you by Coca-Cola. <laughs> brought to you by Coca-Cola. Um, Mr. Feast podcast vlog. Make sure to tune in to Chris Sharpless, you know, better known as Mr. Feast for food and uh, other antique sales uh, vlogging insight information. So thanks to our sponsors at Mr. Feast for uh sponsoring this segment so Attaway, uh like i said the the voodoo is the new flavor it's not going to be the top dog but Attaway, i am going to put it in my top five very impressed with the new voodoo so of course just for a recap of, you, of those who aren't there uh number one in the hood g is going to be the call of duty flavor it was a hybrid uh cherry and live wire which is kind of an orangish so it was this weird reddish-orange dynamic flavor. It was a limited-time thing back, um, I want to say, around between 2012, 2011, or 2010, 2011 era. Um, but the Call of Duty top dog. Uh, number two, Baja Blast. Of course, very familiar. Evidently, they carry it at Costco now. You can get it in 24 packs um, so I might have to check that action out. Um, the, the old cube, uh, number three, already referenced it, Livewire, the orange one. I uh, don't think it's in regular circulation anymore, uh, but do like me some Livewire. Uh, I think it's having a little bit of comeback, though. Code Red coming in at number four. Uh, like I said, solid flavor out of the Code Red. Number five for the Voodoo. Six, I'm going to put the original. Uh, it's the most readily accessible. It is typically the cheapest one when buying in bulk. So I, more oftentimes than not, will be rocking the original, uh, but splurge for special occasions or if available. Number seven, uh, Voltage, the blue one. Um, pretty good. Not the first choice, but we'll take happily. Uh, number eight, there used to be a one called Blue. They have discontinued it because it kind of sucked. Um, but it's not the worst one. So Blue's number eight. There was a USA flavor that they came out with 4th of July. Um, also not good. Uh, it's number nine, and oh, there, really? there used to be, yeah, it was uh, came out a couple years ago, and they. Had I saw s- it this year. I saw I saw it this year. Oh, it's back. Yeah, I don't know if they discontinued it for like a year or what, but I I hadn't seen it before probably this year, but I I don't know. I guess it's not good. I never had it. <laughs> yeah, and then there was one that came out in the late two thousands, um, like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. They called it Code White. Um, it was only out for the summer and it sucked. Um, so that's my bottom of the barrel, number 10 ranked, um, Mountain Dew flavor. And I don't think I'm leaving any out, but that's the big list. Of course, brought to you by Mr. Feast, the Chris Sharpless food and auction blog. Make sure to check out Feast on all your favorite podcasting media and, uh, follow Chris Sharpless on any social media that he may be occurring in for food and auction and British TV shows on online streaming devices. Thank you once again to our sponsors at Mr. Feast for this segment.
And you can check out his OnlyFans at Mr. Yeast. What was Code White, by the way? Is that When I think of a white drink, I'm either thinking like coconut or just straight up milk. It was, kind of... and that was the thing, it was thick. <laughs> like, there, were, it wasn't liquidy. There was, there was some, that's why it was gross. It was, nah, I vaguely remember it, but I just remember it being terrible and kind of Full fat chalky. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was not good. Definitely the worst uh, one. You... I don't like the white ones typically. Like, the USA one is white as well. Um, it's my number yeah. nine. So the white ones, I just think it's weird. I don't uh, think I don't think soda should be white. It should not. I don't know. Milk is really but, uh, the only thing. Milk and yolk, dairy products are the only thing that should realistically be white and paper. <laughs> I get, <laughs> That's my I hot yeah. take. The hot take of the weekend. That's a hot take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'd have to think about it a little more on its face. Eggs. I could I'm okay with eggs, too. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Or icing. I like some good vanilla icing. A little homemade icing. Oh, some cream cheese <laughs> icing. Okay. Some cream cheese in general. I love cream cheese. I like strawberry um, cream cheese. Mm. Big fan. Oh. Uh, well, you forgot to rank Diet Mountain Dew. Oh, I do not like it. Uh, but I would drink it over Code White, so I'd probably Ooh. put Diet Mountain Dew at ten, and I bump Code White down to eleven. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really get diet sodas in general. I, I know some people who, like young people, who say diet sodas are better, and I don't, I don't get it. I guess something's wrong with their taste buds. I, I don't understand how people think. Diet Coke, like, unless they have to drink Diet Coke, I'm ashamed. Like, yeah, Diet Coke, I like it. But, like, how you think it's better than Coke? I just never understood that. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Unless they're trying to rationalize it's better for you. Um, yeah, but that, yeah, I, I, you know, and I won't argue with it there. Like, it's like, oh, you know, I can't drink regular Coke or I don't want the sugar or whatever. Okay, yeah. sure. But, like, I don't know. I mean, they all taste empty. And let's be real, dude. If you're drinking soda um, and you have to make it diet or, you know, like diet is your rationale, um, you know, you may want a curb of soda and just start eating salads or <laughs> something else. Uh, but I think there's a yeah. there's a bigger issue at play there, typically, at least from the people I know who are about the diet sodas and drink them regularly. Yeah, that's a that's a whole discussion. I think I like yes. Cheryl too. Like uh, yes, like we used to work with addicted to soda. Mm-hmm. Uh, her 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 desk was also <laughs> the only one that she made Jupin me look uh, clean like meat freaks. <laughs> True, the only person in the office capable of doing such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was sort of voodoo. I, I briefly read about it. I was trying mm-hmm. to pay attention and not be stuck in, in the notes. It's a Halloween flavor. Oh. Um, this article I'm skimming is confusing 
uh, I think they're speculating. They said something about it being candy corn flavored. And then I think they said it was not actually candy corn flavored. Um, I'm trying to get Clayton's hopes up. <laughs> but, so, uh, in essence, it may or may not be candy corn flavored slash candy flavored. I don't really know to be sure. I mean, to me, and also I just want to counter, uh, counter contradict myself, it was white. So I've been blasting oh. that, but it is a, a white coloration. I forgot about that. Self-roast. Yeah, self-roast. Got him. Uh, dab. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I did not get a candy corn vibe to it. But, I mean, I don't know what people's perceptions are of this soda, let alone candy corn. Um, you know, perception is reality. Like, do I see the same green that you see, Attaway? Or what is our conceptualized I mean, nature? We talking, we talking cash money, homie. Because uh, if so, no, <laughs> you ain't seeing this green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> paper chase, <laughs> Sunday morning paper chase. Uh, Got him. Uh, that was good. Yeah. So, Jupe, after adamantly denying that anything white would ever enter his mouth any white liquid ever passed those lips liquid or yeah. semi-liquid substance here here we find, come to find out that he was guzzling this mystery white substance from mountain dew county to county in the northern florida wow <laughs> Drinking this mystery white substance out of a paper bag while <laughs> calling the high school game. There you go. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Eating good in the neighborhood. But yeah, so um, yeah, that was one thing going on pre-draft for the out-of-towners. I don't remember how it came up, but had to get the people the update. Because, I mean, these are the things that they're truly tuning into, especially um, looking for a quick topic change. You know these kids lose their attention after an uh, hour, 53 minutes out away. You know, so as we break this 210 threshold right now, have to find ways to keep them engaged. And to be frank, I think that's the reason that they keep coming back, if we're being honest. Yeah, I think a lot of people tuned out after we started talking football, so they won't <laughs> hear this. True. But, uh, Maybe if we put it in the highlight reel, we can put it in the uh, theme song kind of intro, our greatest hits kind of on the front end, like uh, some people do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, spend, spend a couple hours editing this, too. <laughs> I want you to devote a lot of time to this. Yeah, that is one thing uh, that we refuse to do is refusing to edit this podcast. This is the full, uncovered, unscripted uh, version. So we want to give you the most authentic feel possible. Um, so I will never edit this program, at least in between things. I may add a little intro, but that yeah. is about it. Yeah, this is yeah, this is definitely a scenario where the consumer is demanding less and we are giving them much more than they're asking for. Yeah, they set the bar low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do though. And I don't always keep your expectations low, people. Um oh. don't be disappointed. <laughs> it's like uh yeah, it's, not for it's, this, it's, but yeah. for life in general, truly. 
Oh yeah. If yeah, if at first you don't succeed, lower the bar. Uh, <laughs> classic advice. Uh, it's like uh, the I was I think I was telling you I was listening to a Pretty Little Liars podcast by these dudes. <laughs> a true um, shame we did not discover that while uh, the boys at the candy shop were actively watching the series of Pretty Little Liars. To be honest. Oh yeah. But the, I mean, the recap, the podcast is longer than an episode. It's like twice as long as an episode. And it's like, that's some deep diving analysis. I mean, I might as well rewatch the episode and then just meditate on it for 10 minutes. There you go. Give you an opportunity to pause. Go watch it. Come on back. Digest. Yeah. Of course, well. you know, sometimes it's about bridging the gap. I know Sharpless said that he did this when he was riding six different buses to work in Seattle. And this helped cover the commute, man. So once again, just helping the people out. Trying to escape your kid, your family, your obligations. Dive in for two hours and 15 minutes of audio gold here, Adway. That's why why we don't edit it either, because everything is just gold, man. True. It's like how do you get a Pro Bowl team off a roster that should have everybody in the Pro Bowl, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's, I, I couldn't have said it better myself, <laughs> so I won't. I hope that you could because that was really terrible. <laughs> but that was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> But uh, yeah, any last regards for the uh, for the people out of way? I think we can uh, pretty much wrap this up. Uh, no, I, I think we're good to wrap it up. It's a pretty high bar, true, um, which we don't like to do. No, I I don't like to do that uh, anywhere. I don't, I don't do that often, but pretty high bar. I'd like to do it regularly. We can uh, we can talk in private we can let the lawyers figure it out mm. um, <laughs> whether or not we're going to make this a regular thing but I think uh, might not be a bad year to do it unless we get some really harsh reviews um, and it would almost make me want to do it more if we got harsh reviews that's to be true honest. that's just me that's true we're fueled by your hatred <laughs> uh, hate cast yeah but no I uh, no I think we're good I uh, enjoyed my time, and I'm ready for a good football season. Absolutely. So, of course, you want to make sure to Ciroc the jury um, upcoming when you're given the opportunity. Uh, make sure to mash that subscribe button. Uh, hit the <laughs> bell for notifications. Uh, but as always, feel free to tune in to some more content. we love to have some guests if you'd like to volunteer some time. Uh, we will probably be doing this earlier in the week, so you're able to consume it throughout the week and especially get our tips and reviews before the Thursday night games. Uh, but we'll discuss that. Like Attaway said, we're going to let the lawyers handle it. But for Andrew Jupe and Chris Attaway, this has been the Runaway Licorice Train Shop podcast here, the league's leading, exclusive, high-flying podcast. Thank you for joining us, and enjoy the rest of your day, whatever time it may be. Toodaloo.